You're watching Global Trade This Week with Pete Mento and Doug Draper. Welcome to Global Trade This Week. My name is Doug Draper. I'm one of your co-hosts, and we have one heck of a show for you today. We're going to take a peek back at uh, what Pete and I predicted in 2021. So one year ago, we said, here's what's going to happen in 2022. And uh, we got the guts to come out there and say what we got right and what we got wrong. And uh, we're going to lay it on the line. So my other co-host on the other side of, uh, of the country is the one and only Mr. Pete Mento. Pete, what's going on? Hey, Doug, how are you, buddy? I am, uh, I'm coming to you uh, live from beautiful Boca Raton, Florida at the Transported Asset Protection Association's annual meeting. And and um, I've never been around so many cops in my entire life. So <laughs> it's, Good. Um, yeah, it's de- definitely, it's definitely terrifying. Nice. Well, it's good to clarify because I was concerned that you had changed uh, the decor of your home because it pretty much looks like a hotel room behind you with uh, sconces and, and uh, pretty crazy artwork. Yeah. So glad for that clarification. So our audience is now like, what the hell's going on at the Mento household? Yeah, yeah buddy. Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever been in a hotel room and said, I need my house to look like this. <laughs> and um, that is certainly the case for the Marriott Boca Raton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you're just not staying at the high roller spots, um, no, but that's for, an, that's for another conversation offline. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, before we jump into it, just want to make sure everybody uh, remembers that Cap Logistics is the reason we're here. They're the ones that are allowing us this platform. And um, I'm super stoked about this show because truly, Pete, we're going to go back and say, got this right, got that right have the little uh, bragging rights, and then we certainly have some things that we missed on. So we will be, um, uh, uh, both sides of the coin, we'll, we'll do it. So um, I don't know, man, we got two or I got three or four each or so. So I don't know, you want to go first? Yeah, you know, the, the, the first one that's on the list, I think is definitely worth addressing first. And that was a prediction that we would probably see through most of the year congestion being an issue and rates as well. And I'm not sure how to grade us on this one, because if I recall correctly, we had said that at some point in this year, we would see rates begin to correct, but that congestion and, uh, and, and rate pressure would, would probably go through at least a lunar new year. So I don't want to give us, I don't want to give us the win on this. I don't want to give us the W, but I don't want to give us an L. This feels like, uh, this feels like an overtime loss in a shootout, right? Like. Um, East Coast rates are still nuts. West Coast rates have gone through the floor and congestion is still an issue on the East Coast. And it was an issue all the way through most of the summer. So um, I'm going to give us uh, C plus on this one, maybe B minus because we, we were pretty close on that one. And I yeah. think one of the things that we mentioned that most didn't was all the equipment shortages and how that was going to be a problem between chassis and then you know moving things around with trucks and such. So yeah, that's how, yeah. That's how I'll grade that. Yeah. You know, um, you know, my mantra was D for diploma. That's pretty much uh, kind of how I went through college. So I will take oh, a C plus or, or a B minus all day long, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, that leads us to the next one, which I, I did some research before our call today and you definitely got this one right. So uh, food delivery services, 
just yes, flourishing. yeah. If you even in a down economy where people weren't spending as much money, it's pretty nuts the kind of cash these things made over the course of the past twelve. Yeah, years. yeah, for sure. Well, that was that's a good setup. So we'll we'll do the one two punch, but. Yeah, so we said that the food delivery services will flourish and they'll expand uh, beyond um, just servicing food, and there would be some some uh, some acquisitions. So, um, yeah, so the final mile infrastructure I said was established, uh, making those deliveries. So this one is a hell yes, this happened, and it, it, even to the point where I haven't seen them in a while, Pete, but there was some commercials that Uber. I put out there where there's a grocery bag and people are pulling out all kinds of stuff that's not food related to validate that they can do other things. Um, I know there's been partnerships with uh, companies like uh, Ulta, uh, Beauty Supply and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, there's only so many times people wanted to uh, order food into their home. We talked about the concept of goods and services driving the economy. People wanted to get out um, and uh, and spend money and see people and and, and uh, go to restaurants. So they had to pivot. Uh, it was uh, inevitable. And uh, I think it will continue to morph and evolve. I, I don't have a prediction on that. We'll do the prediction show uh, uh, next week. But um, anyway, the point of the show is that was the call. We got that one right. And I would say it's an A+. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to give you an even bigger pat on the back on this one. If you look at where Uber and Uber Eats took it beyond, I guess it would be restaurant delivery you know they have a whole section now with companies like GoPuff, where you're getting grocery delivery directly to your home and it's being done many times within 15 minutes and they're using convenience mm -hmm. stores grocery stores and it's uh it's been wildly effective uh, i've used it you know i'll admit it i've i've been fired up uh to to have some cereal or something my low carb, crappy tasting cereal, and there's no <laughs> almond milk. I'm like, so, and then I, you know, I go on, I go on this, and I order it, and 15 minutes later, it's at the house. So that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, um, nice. I'll tell you, Doug. Um, I I was not sure where you were going with that one last year, and I mm. thought that given where the economy was going, that you were going to get that wrong. So oh. I'm getting some crow on that, and I got to give you credit. You got you got that one right. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank um, you very much. You're welcome. Um, number three, we were spot on on this one. Um, so far, no port strike now yet, right? Like I can't believe it's yeah. uh, so we're recording this on December the 6th and we still haven't figured this out, man. Like we were talking about this basically the same time last year. We we're like, mm -hmm. hey, everybody, get ready, get ready. And here we are a year later and they still haven't figured this mess out, but Hey, you know what? Unless there's a port strike between now and the 31st, looks like we got this one, right? Yeah. Agreed. 100%. Right. This is 2022 predictions. So yeah, I, I would say this is teetering on an A plus because we have what 20, 30 days, 20 yeah. days left and 24 days, whatever the math is. So yeah, well, I, I'm taking the W. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna feel bad about about rounded up on that one. Could there still nice. be a port strike? Absolutely. Um, have we come dangerously close a few times? According to a lot of, of media outs, outlets, yeah. But it hasn't happened yet, bud. So I'm taking the W. Nice. Um, Very good. So next is pop up logistics, which was one of yours. 
yeah, yeah, and you know, we said at the beginning, we'll we'll take uh, we'll take the wins and and uh, we'll take the losses. So this one didn't transpire. So concept of uh, you know when when the infrastructure was jam packed, um, I thought that there would be more pop up ports. Obviously, you're not going to build a port, but some temp- <clears throat> excuse me temporary infrastructure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Outside of uh, you know a, an active port, even pop-up stores related to e-commerce and to densely populated markets. Um, so I think it's still worth the conversation. I still think there's some value, but the key thing here is that um, it uh, it has to be SKU specific, has to be a high turn inventory market, um, and it's really got to hit a, a sweet spot where you can come in and do like a, a marketing blast. You know, I think maybe last year I used San Francisco, set up something outside of San Fran, blitz the, you know, that whole metro area, sell a controlled number of SKUs and just blast stuff out. I like the idea. I still think there's some legs and yeah, that happens a little bit, but I will say that I missed the mark on this one because I thought with the port congestion that there would be some pretty creative, um, um, uh, pop-ups that would help support uh, the congestion. And it, uh, from my my perspective, it didn't happen. So I will say that I missed on that one. It was not from a lack of trying though, Doug. I think this was an idea that failed in execution. I think there was a lot, particularly the U.S. government that was looking for ways to do pop-up container yards, uh, you know, pop-up chassis yards. I think it really came down to, it wasn't from a lack of desire. It really came down to a lack of ability to execute. I wouldn't be too hard on mm-hmm yourself on that one that was that that should have happened particularly like from january through um chinese through lunar new year and then probably may june of last year that would have helped a lot with congestion issues i think Mm -hmm. um i think maybe pete Buttigieg should have been watching the show and taking some notes yes um, on on that particular uh particular issue so i I don't know if you have a halftime buddy did you did you have a halftime ready for today no no, I was just going to power through these. So if you have one and you prep something, go for it. Do it. Yeah, I do. I do. So do um, this is this is what Doug says is everybody's favorite part of the show. I disagree. Um, I think that everyone's favorite part of the show is is um, me and Doug crapping all over Keenan. But uh, this is the halftime brought to you by our good friends at Cap Logistics. To learn more about their wonderful services, you can reach out and learn that on caplogistics.com. We want to thank them for their uh, tireless support of the show. And thank you for watching. The least you can do is check them out and um, learn more about the services that they provide at Cap logistics.com. So Doug, with um, Christmas coming, I have a, um, I have an argument, a longstanding argument about what is a suitable Christmas dinner. Now, this is, this is, I know it could be regional. I know that this could be uh, traditional dependent on your family, but for me growing up, particularly as a Texan, cow right (laughs) it's a cow and it's always cow now it could take the form of a prime rib beef wellington maybe we're just going to slap some meat on the on the grill who knows right and that's going to be accompanied with a whipped potato of some type and then 700 million different types of pastries and my father being of italian descent would always make either you know stuffed shells or he would make lasagna um, but it was always 
steak. Mm -hmm. All right. Now I have friends from New England who do some pretty goofy stuff at Christmas time. Christmas goose, right? They do like a big, big like broiled fish. I have a friend of mine who's a lobster bake, which sounds pretty good to me. Like I wouldn't mind doing lobster at Christmas time. I have friends that do hams. And yeah. I would say that the that most of my friends in New England do a turkey, which to me seems a bit ridiculous because didn't we just do that a few weeks ago? Mm -hmm. I would I would even go so far as to say that because Americans are so lazy, I bet that between their freezer and their fridge, there's still stuff from Thanksgiving that's left over in their refrigerator that they didn't eat, like some errant cranberry sauce in the corner. So, Doug, what do you think is a suitable Thanksgiving uh, dish, main dish? You mean Christmas? Uh, Christmas, sorry, not Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely not turkey. I think um, we do, I can't remember. I think it may be a, I can't remember if it's a tenderloin for Christmas and a ham for New Year's or a, or a tenderloin for New Year's and a ham for Christmas. But but I'm, awesome. I'm with you on that one. I, I think it, I can't remember. Anyway, we'll be eating one of each within a, uh, a seven day period coming down. But agreed, turkey, come on, get out of here. That's crazy. Yeah, one of the best Christmases I ever had was on a ship. And um, the chef was from the Philippines. And we had Chinese food. And it was glorious. Mm -hmm. We hadn't been in port in a while. And we had like fried rice. And it was glorious. It was, it was mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic. But I've never recreated that. Um, this year, my family will be split up, unfortunately, at Christmas. Uh, Amy's going to Minnesota. Um, with two of our kids, oldest is going to be with his fiance's family and, um, youngest will be with me at home. And that is going to be, it's going to be a carnivorous bloodbath of steak at my house. Like I'm talking, it's, it's going to be like steak tips and steak. It's just going to be a giant mound of dead cow in New mm. Hampshire. It's going to be fantastic. So I apologize up front to all the vegans who watch and, you know, I bet Keenan probably has some sort of, he probably like takes down a deer. He's probably out like in some loincloth, you know, with a knife between his teeth on top of a tree waiting for somebody yeah. to walk underneath him. He just dives on it, you know, and just takes it down for the holiday feast. It's probably something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, Hey Pete, while you're, while you're talking, it's not food related, but here, I'll throw something out. I was talking with my wife. So the, the Artemis, two things, right? The Artemis uh, went up yep. to hang out at the moon. And two things. Number one, you had the Apollo missions, you know, back in the, in the late 60s. And Artemis is Apollo's sister, I believe. And so that's the reason that the Artemis program had come out. I don't think it was his wife or anything, but there, it's the female version. I think it was his sister. So that's why the Artemis 1, Artemis 2, et cetera, et cetera. That's where that came from. I'm wondering if they had to do that. Like, was it some NASA gender requirement that they had to? Maybe. I'm not even, we're going to go down a wormhole if we but speculate on my, all that. My my daughter, uh, so Charlotte, she she's really into mythology. So I, I kind of wish that she was around. Because she would not just tell you like who, who Artemis was. She would go into deep, deep detail about exactly what's mm -hmm. up, right? Uh, 
and it's all mythology, Greek, Roman, Egyptian, Native American, Viking, Nordic. She just loves it. Yeah. Um, and, and we had a bit of an argument over this past weekend because we went and saw Wakanda forever. And um, as you know, Doug, unlike yourself, I have a soul with joy in it. And I like comic book movies. And I know yeah. you don't. Um, and one of my problems with Wakanda Forever, which is not a spoiler for anyone, is that one of my favorite characters in the MCU, in the Marvel comic universe, is Namor. Um, and they just completely reinvented his backstory. They, they, they completely reinvented his backstory. Here's the thing, though. It works, right? It's an excellent... It's, it's an excellent backstory and it works. It's still great, but it's not his backstory. So it, it would be mm -hmm. like, we're doing a movie about Napoleon. Okay. But now work with me. He's Italian. Okay. And um, he's like six, five and uh, he wins at Waterloo. Like, well, well, that's not Napoleon, but for this film, it is. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't know. So I, we left the movie and, and I'm, I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm barking at my, my daughter about it. She, you know, she, did you like it? I liked it. It's a great movie. You know, I love what they did. It was very emotional. Chadwick Boseman dying and all sorts of stuff. So I just, I didn't like how they were messing with, with the, this character that I grew up loving, you know, mm -hmm. said, dad, just stop it. He's not real. Yeah. He's not real. And I said, well, then how would you feel if I said that, you know, <laughs> Zeus, didn't throw lightning bolts. He, he threw rocks at people. I said, well, that's not how it happens. I said, well, he's just as fake as Namor. So, and then I'll, it, it caused a whole problem then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Got it. Um, I know you don't cool. care. You're just sitting here no. like, stop. stop I'm going to stuff you in a locker, nerd. Stop talking about comic books. I, I know. I, yeah. I, I, I was about I, to say, know. when are you going to break out the Dungeons and Dragons set? Did you get that Dude, when you came home? Doug, don't make fun of it. It's back in a big way. <laughs> D&D is back in a big way. I think there's a movie coming out. This so. is, I don't get you, man. Like, what do you do for fun other than yell at young people trying to enjoy themselves? Like, what, what yeah, do you, like I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Pete, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Keep it going. Oh, I guess Doug had to go and this is a first for Global mm. Trade this week, everyone. We have a production issue. Doug had to go answer the door. Um, anyway, so you should definitely, if you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend Wakanda Forever. Uh, I did get a little weepy at part of it. Oh, look at that. Crappy Coloradan whiskey. I would, I would rather that you and Keenan drank that, threw it up in a bucket, and I would rather drink what you threw up in the bucket than what's in that bottle of whiskey. Oh, right come on now. Strand of hands, you kidding me? It's look trash. Beautiful. That's, yes. the, that's the distillery in Colorado, right? That, that Correct. There and, yeah. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. No, so, come on. No, 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 no. It's like when your buddy says, hey, listen, I've got this, I'm, I'm a brewer. And you're like, oh, okay. Please don't ask me. And like, hey, you want to try my beer? And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. And you have to <laughs> pretend that it's good because your friend made it. You guys in Colorado all have to pretend that that whiskey is good because it comes oh. from your state. That stuff yeah. is trash. Oh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to fight about that. Yeah, I'd I don't know. Shots of Listerine than drink that. No, I got it on my desk here. I'll put it. I, you know, it's good. I'm actually uh, transitioning, Pete. The reason that happened is I'm transitioning to a, a new job next week. I'll talk to everybody about it uh, at a later date. But that was somebody knocking on my door. I thought it was my mom. I was about to say, "Mom, I'm doing a <laughs> podcast." And um, yeah, just got a bottle of whiskey. So I'm waiting for the steaks. 
to come next. Um, so we'll see. We're very, very excited and proud of you and happy for you, Doug. So yeah, more on that next week. All right. Yeah, so you got it. Next Where topic, Doug. Next topic yep. would be um, port closures and disruption because of COVID. And I believe we were spot on on that as well. We did see more of that last year. Um, we're continuing yep. to see it. Supply chain disruptions. Um, and we're having one right now and what's going on in China. We spent a lot of time over the course of the past year discussing it. And, um, you know, that that's one of those thanks, Captain Obvious things. I don't think it took Karnak the Magnificent to have noticed that that was going to happen. But um, yeah. you know, just the fact that we put it out there, yeah. I think it uh, deserves a little bit of respect. So Agreed. Agreed. I'm, yeah. I got all this stuff on my phone. That's why I keep looking down. Oh, same here. Um, yeah, everybody's wondering. Yeah, I, I'm going to do one on electrification, and then we we're gonna we're gonna save your your uh, uh, money shot for the end. But one of the things I talked about was the electrification of the final mile, mm -hmm. and I think that it's coming along. It, it didn't come through as fast as I can, but here's the deal on um, EVs and electrification to scale in a commercial environment. You got to drop a lot of assets and uh, a lot of things on the road, right? So, to come out and make a splash and say we have two or three, you know, vans delivering doesn't uh, push the headline. So I, I kind of didn't think about that when I made this prediction that uh, it has to be in massive scale. Um, it, it'll come, and you're starting to hear about it. So maybe that prediction was a little premature. The one thing that I did not expect that's really blown up is. Um, personal vehicles and, and the electrification, because it's a one-to-one -one relationship. You get one person buying one electric vehicle and the amount of ads and uh, new companies and existing companies rolling out a, an electric and EV solution to me has skyrocketed in the last six months. So EV is still a big topic. I thought it would be more prevalent in the commercial space, um, but I think it's really uh, taken off on the, um, uh, the, the, the personal uh, type of car. So uh, that's it. I don't know. That's a split. I can't even give myself a grade or a yes or a no. no but I'm going to give you more credit. I'm going to give you more credit than giving yourself. Yeah. And, and here, right. here's, here's why, Doug. So over the course of the past year, I'm really getting in the camera. This is why you can't let me do it from my laptop. I turned into the giant head. <laughs> um, the, the reason no, I'm giving more credit is because the number of EVs, whether it's scooters or bicycles that are being used for final mile, the, the, there's tons and tons of scholarly paperwork, paper that's being done about how important that's been in final mile delivery and, and mostly on the retail side. So whether it's food delivery, convenience delivery, it's happening, Doug. So I'm going to give you a lot more credit on that because last year was definitely the year we hit a tipping point. Now, it's, not, right. it's not Amazon trucks yet. That's coming. It wasn't postal trucks yet. That's coming. But um, certainly for final mile delivery of retail, I, I think you were right. So was it an A plus? No, but I'm going to give you a B plus, A minus on that one because last year All was right. the tipping point where we really saw it happening. That, that's why we work well together, Pete. It, yeah. You're my wingman on this. So uh, U.S.-Chinese trade relations, I said it was going to get frostier. I, I, I'm going to give us the thumbs up on that one. It certainly did. Uh, things were pretty nasty this year, and it mostly happened because of Taiwan. Um, we did mention that. And then basically the fact that we as a country, as two countries can't stop poking the bear. Um, we'll talk more about my predictions for next year on that. But uh, we're we're hitting a, a point now where 
everything that could be done to set us up to maybe finally hit that boiling over point and do something about it, we pretty much got to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so I, I'm feeling pretty confident that we, we hit that one spot on, bud. So what do we got left? Oh, we got two left. Republicans will take the House and the Senate. Nope, they took the House, <laughs> but um, they have not. They will not take the Senate. I don't know. Was was it today the? Is yeah. it today the special election in Georgia? Yeah, yeah. Won't matter That's, though. Uh, Even if he wins, yeah, won't matter. We'll, so we'll see. Interesting for sure. Yeah. So um, yeah. Let's see what else we got. The you know, the one thing. Oh, yeah. No, one thing I wanted to talk about because we talked about stuff that we hit and didn't hit. And then we'll save yours for your uh, your one for the end. But I talked about subscription-based services, uh, kind of like Netflix, Hulu, Prime. Um, I said that would morph in and, and be part of the supply chain world. Uh, that was a big mess. That didn't happen. And um, I think in hindsight, the, the whole supply chain thing is too fluid um, and it's too uh, impactful on uh, market conditions impacted. And, and you can't put a, a subscription-based pricing structure around the fluidity um, or, uh, of our industry, right? Say, hey, I'll charge you X dollars to move this from A to B, whether it's parcel or something like that. And then, you know, the something weird happens in another part of the world and, and things just uh, impact and skyrocket. So that was a little naive of me, Pete, to think that a subscription-based service would, would pop out. I think there's something that's there in the future, maybe not as big a scale as I had thought. So it, it's just our industry is too fluid and uh, impacted by external uh, forces too often. So I, I will say that one I missed on. I think there's been a, so much fluidity and chaos. It's hard to get people to buy into a subscription service when everyone saw rates begin to tank. Uh, we were all expecting such a huge change in our market. It makes it difficult to buy into that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just as big a part of it as the rest, Doug. Uh, yeah. you know, the last one that we'll mention is is kind of the the big one. Um, there was a lot of folks that thought I was crazy. We were crazy when I said that Russia would invade Ukraine in the first quarter of 2022. Russia will invade the Ukraine. And they will do it early on. And um, it will have a fascinating and almost immediate impact on the cost of natural gas around the world. I was right. Um, I didn't just say that Russia would invade Ukraine. I said when-ish. So Mm -hmm. uh, then I said it would have a dramatic effect on oil and gas and energy markets. So pretty good one. Um, Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? That's like the prediction of the prediction. And and I I was um, at at the time not dialed in with the, the whole potential out there and what was going on between those two countries. And so I was like, that's a pretty bold statement. You're talking, you're predicting war. And um, I didn't think it was going to happen. And it was delayed a little bit. But the fact that you called it and you called it in Q1, that's the prediction um, of the year without question. And that's an A plus with a smiley face on the end of it. I was in Mardi Gras when it happened, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm in New Orleans and and the invasion is about to happen. And Amy's like, I hate this. I hate that you were right. I mean, I hate that there's a war going on, but I hate that I'm going to have to hear about how you were right again about something yeah it's yeah i'm so i i'm not going to go through on what was right or wrong but i think 70 percent. i think by by far and away we call more right than wrong yeah Yeah, we had had, we're pretty good this year um 
And the ones that we were wrong on, we came pretty close, but uh, we had some whiffs, but hey, at least we tried. So yeah. that's part of the fun, right? I mean, you got to put some stuff out there and see what happens. So, it is. It is. And we'll do uh, we'll do the prediction show sometime in the next two weeks. We'll figure all that out with travel schedules and whatnot. So stay, yeah. stay tuned for that. I got some crazy ones, uh, Doug. I'm not going to even give you guys a hint, but I think that <laughs> okay. it's going to be a wacky 2023 is going to be awfully weird, pal. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing I can't predict is if I'm going to keep growing my beard long. My daughter said it makes my face look fat. So I don't know. Yeah, I I could set you up for that one. I don't think it makes your face look fat. You think my fat face makes my face look fat? <laughs> I was, yeah. Pete. I was about to say your fat face makes your face look fat. Yeah, but um, that's too harsh. I apologize. Well, all this wonderful banter and comedy back and forth, uh, you know, leads me to realize that it's yet another fantastic episode for this week of Global Trade this week. Um, want to thank everybody for your your comments for watching the show for telling your friends i was shocked doug when i was downstairs here at the tapa conference the number of people at tapa that watch us every week um oh, cool. people that are in cargo security who really don't directly identify with this area of uh of our business and they never miss a miss an episode so thank you for all of you that tell your friends to watch um keep doing that please um best co-host in the world doug thank you and congratulations again looking forward to hearing more about details about your new gig. Yeah. Um, I want to thank Keenan again for his endless mediocrity behind the booth. Um, uh, yes. Love kidding, Keenan. We, we love you, man. And now uh, thank Cap Logistics again for their uh, unfailing support of us and our show. And thank all of you for listening. And we'll see you again next week with another wonderful edition of Global Trade this week. See you, buddy. You got it. Later. Later.